A man? A creature? A monster? What is the thing in London in the 1800s that is leaping and jumping over buildings to attack women in the streets? Welcome to Cryptic Soup. Let's jump on in to this case. And a fire-breathing, wall-leaping, claw-wielding devil who attacked women in their homes and in the streets, terrorizing a community for some 67 years. Introducing one of the world's first urban legends. His name was spring Jack. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Thena. And I'm Kylie. And you're listening to Cryptic Soup Pod. CSP. Do we sound like that one vine where it's like, target? Oh my gosh. Do you think we sounded like that? Vine. Didn't I say vine? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought maybe I said TikTok on accident and you were correcting me. Yeah, but vine. <laughs> you know, you got to throw it back for the oldies. <laughs> Papa, um, Papa move. Bust a move. That, oh, fuck, I was trying to say bust a move. <laughs> Papa move. <sighs> it's a long night ahead of us, guys. I said Papa move. Greetings and welcome. Welcome to Papa's house. Fuck me. That's the funniest thing you've ever said in your life. <laughs> it didn't sound wrong until I looked at you and realized the word that came out of my mouth. And I was like, oh, fuck. There's like, you can't just like put it. You, you can't. You can't put it back. Corey is going to put Papa Bless into this episode. What's a because Papa of Bless? The Papa John's thing. Oh, my fucking Christ. <laughs> So I've gotten used to this new saying, guys. I don't like that I'm doing it, but I I've now started saying about everything when I'm irritated with someone at work specifically, I'll be like, my brother in Christ, please don't do that. (laughs) I get real fucking serious when I do it. (laughs) I can't stop doing it. And then the other one, it's just as bad. It'll be like, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ sent down from heaven. Please don't do that. And like, I'm getting real fucking serious. And I work for a, re- a really religious company. So, like, I think they think I'm being serious. Right. Um, but you're not. I'm not. Right. But now it's like this thing. They're like, oh, Athena's just, Athena's going to go pray about it. I'm like, yep. That's the thing. All right. <laughs> that's, that's the thing I'm doing. So We had a new lady start at work today. Nope. Yesterday. No, wait. What day is it? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, one day. Monday. She started Monday. And, um. I wore an MCR shirt to work and she goes, oh, we just uh, we just come in looking however we feel like. And I was like, damn, bitch. Fuck off. She woke up and chose a violence. Oh, my God. It's so rough. Excuse me. You're new here. (laughs) Yes, I dress homeless every day, actually. Thanks for asking, Aaron. Yikes. Kylie, how's your life going? I mean, it's going. Cool. I don't feel great today. <laughs> Kylie has had some tummy issues, which, by the way, guys, hey, you guys want you you guys want to be mean to Kylie with me. So, OK, let's do this. This uh, B.I.T.C.H., if you will, said, oh, I have nine allergies. I have nine allergies. Guess how many are written downstairs? Like I said, seven. No, I know. He forgot. He forgot some. I literally I, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to post this all over the gram. I'm going to call her out. Ooh. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. If you listen in the archives to the 
stroke mm. severity. Let's go to Dallas. Episode. <laughs> so, sounds real fun. It's not a fun episode. So, um, all right, let's start tonight. Do you, big question, do you believe in Spring Hill Jack, not I've, the coffee? No, I like the coffee. I mean, no, I believe the in person. coffee. Well, the thing, no. <laughs> I was trying to say not the coffee. It got all confusing. <laughs> no, the person. Mm, the man thing. <laughs> the creature guy. I yeah. have no idea what it's about, so I can't really say about my opinions. Do you believe in men being named Jack? How do we feel about that? I have a cousin named Jack. Mm, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> So many people know the story of Spring Hill Jack. They've heard it referenced in media. It's an urban legend. But the thing is, is we don't really know if it's alert, allergen, allergen. <laughs> Uh We don't know if it's an urban legend or if it's a real story. <laughs> it was not that funny. Urban legend. <laughs> urban legend. Is that not how you pronounce it? What does that make me think of? Not ermigurd, but there's something else. That's funny like that. And I feel like it's a dude and he's like, Irwin, Irwin, something like that. I know what you're doing. Okay, you know what I'm talking about, but, but I can't, I do can't it. place it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> the only thing I can think of, which isn't it either, is like, Faster Halvin, but it's, it's not that. <laughs> it's just another bad one. <laughs> so we're going to take a trip back. We're going to go back to the Victorian age. That's when some of the earliest stories date back of Spring Hill Jack existing, and that's back around the 1800s. I need you to emphasize healed. Healed. For the longest time, I thought it was Spring Hill Jack. Spring Hill Jack. (laughs) Is that how you emphasize healed? Spring Hailed (laughs) Jack. Hailed. (laughs) Spring Hailed Jack, that (laughs) herbal urgent. Hailed. We're not getting very far. So, nope. all right, Victorian age, let's go. <laughs> so, at this time, people treated the stories as a potential devil or imp that caused mischief, similar to Loki, like the Norse mythology god, but uh, less good looking. We're not looking no Tom Hiddleston tonight. Darn. Drats. I like him. Okay, Kylie, we all like him. Look <laughs> at him. <laughs> What does that mean? Oh, yeah, we like him. Fucking, of course, we like him. <laughs> He's an attitude with a face and hair like that. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> um, but the creature of spring hailed Jack. And I guess you didn't want an accent. You just wanted it stronger. Healed. Healed yeah. Jack. Yes. Spring healed Jack, the creature. Mm-hmm. And his actions were like more like terror and harassment rather than like jokes because like okay loki's like an asshole and he's like playing jokes but well no he's kind of awful also all right he's not like puck i guess i should say from like a midsummer's night dream puck is like playful and an asshole loki and spring hill jack are like gonna ruin your life might kill you type asshole might kill you might kill you just depends on the feeling that day yeah so jack as we call him around these parts he was known to attack mostly women by attacking them with his big, large claws that he had. He was often known to come to your door, ring the bell, or sometimes he would knock. But he, he was cordial, obviously. If you answered, that's when he would strike you down. There were later stories about his random impulses to attack that it's when people were like outside walking, trying to get home. Okay. 
<laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> I gotta pause. I gotta pause. Okay. He looks nothing like this, but I just painted my own picture in my head of what Spring Hill Jack looks like. Okay. So I'm going to describe this to you guys. This isn't it. This isn't the vibe. <laughs> okay. So I said claws. So in my head, I was like, what? is a cartoon or a creature that has like claws for hands, but looks like more like a person. And I was almost going to crash our own Halloween party and dress up as him. No, literally him from Powerpuff Girls, him. Because you guys were the Powerpuff Girls. I right. Okay, right. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm thinking Spring Hill Jack is him from the Powerpuff Girls, the little devil crab man sitting in a Victorian dress on top of a roof. Just... Clap, 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 clap. Nope. And that's Spring Hill Jack, but he can jump. So that's what I got going on in this snogging. In that, okay, in that brain of yours over there. <laughs> now, a lot of the times, any of the crimes that were being committed during this time were passed off as acts of mischief. And it was from Jack the Urban Legend causing these. And so it was, you know, just an act of mischief. But people were unsure if it was really jack causing these or if it was a group of young men causing a ruckus because you know like boys will be boys causing a ruckus but here's the thing like these acts of mischief like when i start to talk about what they are like they're fucking horrendous it's like the um the boys from a clockwork orange type shit this is not an act of ruckus this is straight up like violent crimes or like raping crimes type things okay Reports were coming in all over about different attacks um, and they were starting to happen more frequently. So a bunch of different publications were doing illustrations of what they believed Jack, this creature man, to look like. But the issue was, is the descriptions that each person was giving varied so much that it was more believable that it had to have been a group of people doing this rather than like one single person. And that's where the stories are like getting misconstrued. Every time a new story came out, though, the stories got more wild, more untrustworthy. And of course, the press wanted to totally go with it. The London press was highly skeptical of the stories, and they just deemed the entire event to be like a big old myth or like an urban legend. But they still wanted to talk about it because it was it was a hot press, right? Because there's no news, you know, so you're selling your papers extra, extra read all about it. So, of course, if that's the craziest thing that's happening in your area, even if you don't believe it, you got to publicize it. With the idea that this creature could no longer be real, the stories of what he looked or acted like were way getting blown out of proportion, exaggerated now. He was now this like hellish, mischievous, superhuman type creature. And originally it was like, okay, he can like run and jump really fast type stuff and like jump really high. Now it's like he can jump so high, he will literally like run after you and jump over a building. Okay, like. I don't know that many humans that can jump over full size buildings, but that's what essentially they're saying Jack could do. And I'm talking like two or three story buildings even. So the stories of this devil man who could leap from rooftop to rooftop grew in popularity and became a hysterical folklore at this point now. And it kind of was doing that thing where it's like scaring people into doing the right thing, which is what urban legends are supposed to. But it wasn't just like, um, urban legendy teaching a lesson that the thing is is okay that that's what people say an urban legend makes an urban legend is they teach you a lesson i don't necessarily think that's true because technically like if you think about bloody mary all it's teaching you is not to say bloody mary in the mirror like that's not really a lesson it's just something like you don't do okay 
whatever. Um, but this one is not like an urban legend in that sense. It does not teach you lessons because all it was telling you was like, if you're a woman, don't go outside. If you're a woman, don't be alone. If you're a woman, don't trust men. If you're a woman, don't open the door. If you're a woman, like, no, that's not teaching you a life lesson. But then you have things that are urban legends like the boogeyman. Go to bed on time. Otherwise, the monster under your bed's going to get you. It's the boogeyman. Things like that. That's more of an urban legend. I don't know. I think the difference between urban legends and cryptids more is like, cryptids are spooky they could have some truth not truth we're not sure urban legends have underlying values to them like in my world that's the difference and so to me this isn't an urban legend it's just like a folklore that got passed down over the years so what's a folklore a folklore is more of a cryptid i think I, i would say folklore and cryptid go hand in hand okay we don't know if they're true or not they could be based on truth of something yes some of these crimes really did happen yes people were scared but was it a man that's gonna look the way we say that can jump over buildings well i'm gonna say no it was probably fucking benjamin down the road who wanted this girl she rejected him so he took her by force that's what it is so not- it's like the rogaru where People were like, just oh, it's got to be this. Yeah, they're just overly hyping it because it's a scapegoat. Yeah. So that's that's I'm just giving my input right now. I didn't, I guess, answer in the beginning. Do I believe something in to put blame on? The stories and mythos of Spring Hill Jack were first mentioned in a letter to the Sheffield Times. It was dated back in 1808. They said years ago, a famous ghost walked and played many pranks in the historic neighborhood. He was nicknamed the Park Ghost or Spring Hill Jack. So then we're giving a name to it. Park Ghost. Those are very different things. <laughs> and also, uh, he wasn't just in parks. So Park Ghost really. OK, yeah. All right. okay. we're moving on. You know, in the letter, the creature was described as being able to leap enormous heights, frighten random passerbys, things like that. They said, and I quote, he was a human ghost as he ceased to appear when a number of men with went with guns and sticks to test his skin end quote the next big time the stories of spring hill jack came about was in the 1830s in january of 1838 the lord mayor of london named john cowan addressed the theories of spring hill jack the lord mayor accused a group of young aristocrats of being responsible for spring hill jack after they made an irresponsible wager with a companion companion to dress as a bear a ghost and the devil himself to play pranks on the women yeah of course you're gonna have fucking wild stories when you got the good old boys doing shit like this and i say that term good old boys i hope you guys know what i mean when i say that but like i'm not saying men that are decent human beings the good old boys y'all y'all know what i mean okay right john cowan and the police had complaints of a demonic creature with ice claws flame red eyes and the ability to spring from rooftop to rooftop pouring in from everywhere which okay now we're getting like definitely unrealistic right but we keep having hearing those same things about it like leaping and bounding so i'm also wondering like maybe it wasn't even a human maybe like an animal attacked them like a fucking crow or something (laughs) like Like a crow i mean i'm not trying to be shitty but like or maybe it was a bird they've never seen before like an eat okay does london have eagles they have a big bird i'm sure you know what i mean though like 
it's similar to herring, maybe <laughs> the Jersey Devil, though, where they had a kangaroo and no one knew what a kangaroo was. And so they were right. like, well, this has to be an unknown creature because we've never fucking seen something like this. But it's because they lived in Ohio and they had never seen a kangaroo before. Right. I mean, um, we'll, we're covering it in the next few weeks, but Jeff the Talking Mongoose, when it comes out and they describe what it is, the family is like, it was a long rat with like hands, like almost human hands. It had little fingers and pads on its hands. Didn't look like hooves or anything like that. And it had a long bushy tail and stuff because they had never seen a weasel, but they were trying to describe a weasel or like a mongoose type thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that of, makes sense. Of course, if you've never seen something and you're trying to describe it, you, you can't. <laughs> right. You're not going to get the right 100 percent because it's you don't not know. been named or. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if it was an animal type thing, but it people and it's nighttime and you're already in fear and everything's preying on you at night. You're scared, especially if you're a woman back then. So maybe it was just an animal and then it like kind of flew over the rooftops and you're like, well, that just leaped and bounded because you don't know what else to say. I'm trying to think of an animal that would be like fast like that, though. I just and it has to be dark almost like, you know what I mean? Because it's dark and it's night. I can't think of anything. It's sugar gliders, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Flying squirrels. Yes. That's that's it. That's, we we solved it. it. We yep. know what Spring Hill Jack is. It's flying squirrel. Call us historians. Why don't you? <laughs> the stories went on as they were like coming into the police and John Cowan and all them. And they weren't only involving people being attacked now, but they were involving women saying they were being raped by this creature. So now we're we're just straight up felonious. We're doing bad. I don't know. I, I need I need more. Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> So the stories were not ignored. In fact, there were many times that search parties or hunts went on to try to find the creature. There's this one time where the Duke of Wellington armed himself and joined in on the hunt. It was a big deal because like he was over 70 and he's like this like, well, he's a Duke. And also he was a well-known hunter and like he went on hunts. So the Duke of Wellington went, oh, my God, like, oh my God, that's a big name. It's yeah. kind of like, again, the Jersey Devil, how Ben Franklin pops up and that's that's a famous name you know it right i mean we don't know the duke of wellington but over there it's like they're ben franklin then towards the end of january this <laughs> side note guys uh i cut it out because it went on a long rant um but in the tessa stroke episode the let's go to dallas in the archives side note kylie and i went on a rant where we could not think of the name of the man that invented electricity and i was like Was it Ben Franklin? No, it was. Was it Hoover? Was it? And I started naming. Cut it out. Did you cut it out? I did cut it out in the end because it it ended up being too long. But and I kept trying and trying and trying to name different random famous men. And I was like, was it Thomas Edison? Was it that? Who was it in the end? It was was Thomas Edison. Okay. Yeah. I was like, who the hell is it? And I was like, it's Thomas Edison. And you said. Alexander Bell. Or I said whatever. Alexander Graham Bell the third invented the telephone. Yeah. And then I was like, Thomas Edison. <laughs> but who did I think it really was? I said it wasn't Ben Franklin. It's and I kept naming some yeah. other famous man, but I can't think of him now. But I was like, I think that man did it. He did it. He obviously did it. Who was it wasn't Einstein, but I can't think of other famous men. Started with a B. 
But yeah, and that's what I'm thinking of right now because I keep bringing up um, Ben Franklin right now. But I couldn't remember who invented electricity. He didn't even invent it. So there's that. Go fuck yourself, Edison. So then (laughs) moving on (laughs) towards the end of January, the story of Polly Adams came about. Polly Adams was a barmaid and she was attacked while walking across the Blackheath in South London. Next, a woman named Mary Stevens talked about it. She was a servant who reported she was walking to Lavender Hill. Sounds beautiful. Love to see it. When she saw the creature in Barnes Common before it leapt out at her, leaped, leapt, leapt, leaped, leapt. It jumped out at her. (laughs) (laughs) Neither one's on a right. Oh, God, nervous. It jumped out at her while grabbing her and scratching her with its Honestly, claws. I think both of them are leaped cr- and leapt. Technically correct. I think so too. Someone said it was funny how you've uh you finally adapted to my ways. And I was like, what's that mean? And they were like, so Athena, when Athena knows that Athena fucked up, Athena really fast says no and then restarts. <laughs> and they said Kylie started doing that. And it's so great because you just hear both of us go, nope, and then just restart us, and then it's like it didn't happen. <laughs> But it's like very obvious it happened to you. You can all hear it. Yeah. We're yeah. human. Did you know? Wait, what? Yeah. I'm reptilian. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> I forgot. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary started screaming, obviously, because she's getting scratched up by these claws and everything else. And her screams drew the attention of some passer passerbys. Uh, some pedestrians, some bystanders, people. Yeah. <laughs> Who searched for the assailant, but they were never able to locate whoever it was that attacked him. Then that was followed by a third person who also had stories. But nowadays we only know it as Jane Doe because they were, well, they retracted their name in the end, but they did tell authorities and um, reports at the time. So like we heard the stories, but now we don't have it. She was assaulted in St. Paul's Clapham Churchyard. So in a short time, we have three, I mean, pretty uh, viable sources all say different things. I want to say also, I can't remember, and I should have just left this in. It was kind of dumb that I took it out. Either Polly or Mary. One of them is like the black, the town blacksmith or like the town butcher's daughter or something like that. And like that man was pretty well respected in the area and the town. And so, like, I mean, his family kind of just all was in general. So whichever one it was, whether it was like Mary or Polly, they were like, well, I mean, I would believe her. That's the thing. Like, she's a decently reputable source. Mm -hmm. So in February of 1838, the stories of Jack started growing again because now we had two different new eyewitness reports that were reported to the London press. The Jane Alsop story is one of the most notable Spring Hill healed jack stories in history because it was published in several notable newspapers on february 19th 1938 jane said the following story had happened to her and this was published in a newspaper i answered the door of her father's house to a man's claiming to be a police officer to a man claiming to be a police officer who told me to bring a light claiming we have caught spring hill jack here in the lane I brought the person a candle and noticed that he wore a large cloak. The moment I had handled him the candle. God damn. What is happening? The moment I had handed him the candle. However, he threw off the cloak and presented a most hideous and frightful appearance. 
vomiting blue and white flame from his mouth while his eyes resembled red balls of fire. Great balls of fire! That's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> I just, I can't, like, a person, handed person a candle. Okay, but like, also, wait a minute. Okay, so. 1800s. Okay, okay, okay. So here's the scenario. I need to, like, repaint that in my head. She is alone in a home, I guess. Well, actually, she's not. Her sister is going to be with her, but we don't know that pretend yet. Um, so she's in a home, potentially alone or with people in her father's home, but her father's clearly not home. Man knocks on the door. He says, hi, I'm a police officer. We caught Spring Hill Jack. Uh, can you bring a light? So she gives him a candle. He's wearing a giant cloak. He's not even wearing a police officer's uniform or anything, which should say something slightly, I feel like, but whatever. Okay. Right. And if they were out hunting Spring Hill Jack... I would assume there was a hunt or a search party going on that night if I was this woman. So I'd be like, well, why don't you have your own candle or something like, hmm, okay. So she hands him the candle. He does he take the candle in his hand and then rip off the cloak or does he like rip it off as she's handing it to him? It's like one of those like where it snaps around his neck and he like whips it off like tuxedo mask. Like it says the moment I had handed him the candle. However, he threw off the cloak. I know. I'm just it doesn't make sense. Wouldn't even. What if he scorched his cloak? And I think the reason that I fucked up was because the first sentence is I answered the door of her father's house to a man claiming. I know. I I don't know why it was written weird. I don't know if I wrote that weird or if it was written weird in the publication. So it's her father's home. This policeman, quote, quote, policeman shows up who isn't a policeman. She hands him a candle and he throws off the cloak and is vomiting blue and white flame from his mouth. which. I, I need more context to that. Too. Right. Like, is it like, is it like smoky mostly? Or is it like straight up? Like, like is she fire? on fire? Is like she blue? getting burned alive here? Like blue fire? And blue fire is the hottest fire, isn't it? Yes. Okay. And then his eyes are red balls of fire. So does he look like, um, what is that Nick Cage movie? <laughs> does he look like that? You know what I'm saying, though? Or does he look like Hades and... Who's the fire guy? Isn't that Hades? Yeah, I know, but but um, the red fire, not the blue. So, cause like he's blue fire in the bottom, out of his mouth, but then he's red fire in his eyes. Also, if he threw off his cloak, is he naked? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I'm just okay. I'm not trying to be like irrational. I'm just so confused. Okay. Well, this woman, Jane Alsop, she told the London magistrates that he wore a large helmet and that his clothing, which, oh, I guess he's not naked. So he wore a large helmet and that his clothing, which appeared to be a very tight fitting that outfit type thing that resembled white oil skin. So to me, that kind of just slightly now is giving me like a men in blacky type, not men in black, a reptilian -y type. Something like that vibe or like the grays where they wear those like jumpsuits almost. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm getting the jumpsuit vibe. Weird. Okay. Was he wearing the large helmet? Like, so wait, is it a police helmet? That's what I'm thinking. Is that why she believed him? Yeah. A police helmet and a cloak. But okay. then the other thing is white oil skin. I almost think like playing a trick on her with fire because you would need, you know, like that stuff that you pour on you. Or that you put on you when you're um, when you're working with fire, <laughs> like stunts. 
Okay. I just, this makes no sense so far. Um, yeah. So without saying a word, he caught hold of her and he started tearing her gown with her, with his claws. So he was scratching at her with those big claws and stuff. And she was certain it was with some metallic substance. So that's the claws we would assume. She started screaming for help and she managed to get away from him and run towards the house. So did she follow him out of the house? Because that's what she's telling people is that she had to run back to the house. I don't know. So did she take the candle with him and be like, I will help you go get him. And then she like starts to hand him the candles. They're like walking over there. Did she think she was helping catch Spring Hill Jack? Wouldn't she also be like, where are all the other people? How do you catch him alone? Also, is he tied up? What is the deal here? I would just I'm. I would question questions. a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> so he then caught her on the steps and he started tearing at her neck and arm with his claws. She ended up getting rescued by one of her sisters after that the assailant fled because her sister heard her screaming. Hmm. So that is a very famous story of it, but um, it's got a few plot holes, I'm going to say. Well, so when when they said metallic type of claws, I almost feel like. Like werewolf, like yeah big not not real person holding metallic claws mm -hmm. like playing tricks on somebody yes that makes it sound fake again yes because that's like i feel like something you could easily get and make back in that time period if yeah. you're playing jokes and pranks on people yeah bad ones yeah violent ones still hmm. yeah i don't mm, okay the women were reported seeing a figure leaping away like the girl and her sister, Jane and her sister, at an incredible height and an unnatural speed. So when Alsop, Jane Alsop and her family described the way Jack bounded off into the darkness, that's when he again attributed the nickname spring Jack. And the devilish creature was told or was said that he could leap into the darkness and it would start creating fear, panic and terror among everyone. The second like really big attack was on February 28th in 1838. That was nine days after the first attack on Jane that like went public. This one was on 18-year-old Lucy Scales. Her and her sister were running home after visiting their brother. Lucy was, oh, I'm so sorry. I see, I knew it was popular though. Mm -hmm. Lucy was the butcher's daughter. Um, I knew there was someone that was a butcher's daughter or something. Uh, she lived in a respectable part of Limehouse. And her dad is like a respectable person. So people knew who Lucy was and stuff. Lucy told police that she and her sister were passing along the Green Dragon Alley when they saw an odd man in the alley. These names, though. <laughs> I feel like we're in Harry Potter. Right. Lucy was walking in front of her sister. And when she got really close to the man, she noticed he was wearing a large cloak. The man jumped out of the alley and from the shadows. And then he spewed a quantity of blue flame in her face that sent her into a fit of seizures where she fell to the ground lucy said her eyesight was hazy and dark she dropped to the ground she couldn't regain herself for several hours while like seizing on the ground hmm. her brother added that on the evening in question he had heard the loud screams of one of his sisters moments after they left his house uh, like and so he went up to where they were like he ran over to the green dragon alley and he found his sister lucy on the ground in a fit of seizures and that his he was like trying to hold his sister and support her so lucy ends up getting taken home and that 
That's when they learn from the other sister what happened. Now, Lucy later will tell news publications about her story. And that's when the legend of Jack is like heating up more because, again, now a reputable source is saying it. The same type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Jane and Lucy weren't weren't in the same area and didn't know each other in a sense. So the fact that they're both telling two separate stories that are essentially the same is a little alarming. Um, yeah, like odd, at least. Mm hmm. Shortly after the Jane Alsop incident and stuff, a man named Thomas Milbank was actually tried at Lambeth Street Court for her assault. So Thomas had been overheard boasting in a local pub called the Morgan Arms that he was the man that they call Spring Hill Jack. The arresting officer of this event was James Leia, and he was sure that this was the right person when he um, arrested him. And he thought that Thomas had to be this person. When Leia arrested the man, Thomas was wearing white overalls similar to those that were seen in Jane Alsop's visions, like, you know, like a white type. She said oil suit, but he's wearing white um, overalls in the nighttime, you know, whatever. Investigations also un uncovered a discarded greatcoat and candle nearby outside of Jane's house. However... Thomas ended up escaping the conviction because Jane Alsop insisted that her attacker had breathed fire out of his mouth, uh, like onto her. And Thomas admitted he can't do that. So it wasn't him. So he got to go free. I love the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can't do that. So it's not it's me. It's not me. <laughs> so uh, I, I shout out to podcasts I really like and stuff like that. You guys have heard me. I'm sorry if it's a Patreon, but I think it's a normal episode, not a Patreon, because I'm not a Patreon of a lot of places, but I'm I'm a Patreon of true crime guys, because I think they're a podcast that everyone should listen to. I think they have amazing content and they do fantastic research. Their banter is great. We aspire to be anything like them. They're so good. Now, speaking of all that, true crime guys did some like 1800s cases back to back. I think they did like Jack the Ripper type things and then they did like some older cases, right? Now, after they did that, they had so many weird things they kept saying because, you know, you talk differently in the Victorian ages. So they were like, we found on eBay a book that's called like Victorian slang. <laughs> and so the two hosts are Michael and Lauren and Michael was reading like the questions and he was making Lauren guess them. So he'd be like, what's a handy knicker book? What do you think that is? And he'd be like, I don't a type of drink. And he's like, it's a woman's handbag that doesn't have a closing top, actually. And like <laughs> things like that. It doesn't sound funny, but it was such a funny episode hearing these words and like hearing them. You guys think I butcher things. That was so funny. They were butchering everything. It was a really good episode, but it also taught me some weird things. They had like words like called like a cigar penny broke or something like that. And that's like a phrase to me. That sounds like something that has to do with smoking. But like, no, it's when you are walking down the street and you're a man and you see a window open. So you take a cane and you shape it in a shape of a hook and you put it in the window and you snatch a woman's purse on the edge of the cane and then walk off as if it's your own. And it's like a whole thing. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> and that's like a normal crime. They would commit back then. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course they did. They didn't have ring lights. They didn't have like cameras. Right? It would have been so easy to be a criminal in the Victorian time period. Yeah, because you could just be like, yeah, no, I can't do that. So yeah, like, no, actually, <laughs> so that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Um, she said the person was five, eight. I am five, seven and a half. That could not have been me. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. 
Like, okay, you're right. Do you have fingerprints? Nope. Okay. All right. Time <laughs> Do to go. you have fingerprints? No. The leads on this whole event were about to go cold, but then some copycats started doing what they do, copycatting. And that caused a disruption, obviously. Because the more people were copying crimes and doing these like rapes and attacks of the women, they couldn't figure out what was actually Spring Hill Jack and what wasn't. And everyone was going hysterical. According to the Morning Herald, on March 2nd, a man entered the White Lion Pub on Vare Street and told the landlady that he was Spring Hill Jack. And then he attempted to just hit her over the head with a club. Okay. But thankfully he missed. And so he later got arrested like really fast. That's kind of <laughs> kind funny. funny. <laughs> Dumbass. In another incident in March, it was reported by the Examiner newspaper. A man named Charles Greenville was charged with a, fright- a frightening number of how many women and children he would like put into a panic. So he was like going around and like literally frightening women, like just scaring them just for the funsies. Just for funsies. Like, uh, um, more power to you, my man. I could see doing it to children, but not not women. They're innocent. So Greenville's appearance certainly fit the bill, though, because the examiner described him as a tall, ill-flavored young man. He would also wear a blue mask with bright lips on it. And then he pretended to just randomly attack strangers. Okay, that's kind of odd. Like, it's not... vomiting blue flames but when we have like this blue mask and everything else maybe i don't know maybe your like mind is playing tricks on you when you're being attacked and you're scared when caught greenville stated that it was merely just a bit of fun okay and greenville was too simple-minded to have orchestrated his crimes said the locals so at first they were like hmm okay like maybe he's just like a he he's he's doing it because he's not fully developed up there because we didn't have like a word for it back then as much Mm -hmm. well luckily for him the judge did agree to that and so the case was dismissed and he was let off with a warning to just not do it again okay then there was a third copycat attack on march 31st at 8 p.m mrs amsnick who was described in the papers as a most respectable married lady she was walking with a friend when she was grabbed by a ghostly figure wearing a white sheet and a monstrous match, mask, mask. Okay. <laughs> it, I tried and it didn't Just have the right letters. Did not happen. <laughs> no matter where I went with it. <laughs> mask. A monstrous mask. There you go. <laughs> um, with a long beard attached to it. Both these women recognized the voice of the footman near of a nearby house, though, and they said it was James Painter. When they fought back with the man, the man fled, but the women caught up to him. It was James Painter, so he was later fined four euros. <laughs> oh, you sound familiar, sir. <laughs> don't talk if you're going to attack people you know. Right. I just, I mean, don't attack people, but like, you know what I'm but saying. Don't be dumb about it if you're going to do it. <laughs> dumb. A few months after these sightings, Cowan, the uh, officer guy, he revealed at a public session held in the mansion house that an anonymous complaint he had received several days earlier, he withheld in hopes of obtaining further information. But the correspondent signed the letter, a resident of Peckham, and he wrote the following. It appears that some individuals of, as the writer believes, the highest ranks of life 
have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy companion that he durst not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near London in three different disguises, a ghost, a bear, and a devil, and moreover, that he will not enter a gentleman's garden for the purpose of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager has, however, been accepted, and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses, two of whom are not likely to recover, but to become burdens to their families. Wow, he really just said, fuck those two girls. Right? I'm going to drag their name through the coals. Yikes. So the Times then went on to report the attack of Jane Alsop on March 2nd, 1899, (laughs) (laughs) There's no nine or seven in either of the number of parts. Hmm. Eight. 1838. There you go. Okay. On March 2nd, 1838, under the heading, The Late Outrage at Old Ford. So, again, we're starting to hear Jane Alsop make the newspapers for her attack. Then on April 14th, 1838, the Brighton Gazette told a story about how a gardener in Rose Hill, Sussex, had been terrified by a creature of unknown nature. So now we're just fucking hearing shit all over the place. Right. The incident occurred the day before when the creature appeared to a gardener in the shape of a bear or some other four-footed animal. Are bears four-footed technically? Do we consider them four-footed? Yeah. I guess it's because I always see them standing. I didn't think. I think they're two-footed and two-handed. Isn't those arms? Aren't these arms? And those are feet? No. They're four-footed, zero-armed? It's just like if a dog started walking on their hind legs. No, that's still four feet. They don't walk on. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yes, they do. They walk on four feet, four legs. Okay, wait. No, you're not thinking what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. Here, let me rephrase. I understand what you're saying in dogs versus bears. Everyone bear with. Bear with. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so a dog has four legs. It can stand on its two hind legs, but it still has four legs because it's not on average standing up and walking on those hind legs to where I would mistake his top two legs for arms. Does that make sense? Now, a bear, however, uses its hands like hands. okay, and he dominantly will walk on his back legs as much as on four legs. So to me, it's more like he has two feet. And two arms, unlike a dog, which has four feet legs, because he doesn't use his top ones as an arm. Well, first of all, they're not hands. They're they, they're kind of. They're, they're claws. Just, they're they're claw paws. They're not raccoon like things. They're no, but they like they have things. some stuff. They can open jars. It's been proven. Okay, and but stuff. they don't dominantly walk on their hind legs either like they can but they don't choose to okay i just googled (laughs) do bears have four legs or is it two arms and two legs here is what it says the greatest century question do bears have (laughs) arms or legs or arms and legs both as a species of a bear They are said to have two arms at the front of the bodies, 
and at the back of the body, two legs. Technically, all four could be called legs, but the front two are actually called four legs, which most people mistake and call arms. Most commonly, Americans will say that they have two arms and two legs due to their hands. But it is technically two arms. I didn't even read it right. Two legs and two forelegs. So it's like the English language where everything can be something else also. And then I looked up how many legs does a bear have? And it said zero, but four limbs. Stop. Well, I don't like I'm done. that. <laughs> no. Huh. Zero. Okay. And I even looked up like, is a bear considered a quadruped? Like when you use yeah, all yeah. four legs? And it said, bears are one of the few animals where we cannot disclose what it is. Because it has dissimilar characteristics of both, but similar characteristics as well. It can be said to be a quadruped and or taking short steps more like a biped. So it's both. Hmm. I really want to know people's if you guys want to talk to me about this, I would love to talk about how many arms and legs a bear has. This is the most interesting thing, I think, in this whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) So um also not the blue fire breathing no creature definitely the arms and legs of a bear okay (laughs) um which by the way guys uh thanks to everyone that sent me all your stroke stories i mean a lot of them made me extremely sad i mean that makes sense exactly it's what we're talking about but i uh you guys have sent in a lot of things for me to read one of them was uh nine pages you know who you are (laughs) (laughs) you know i read it though okay so back to the quadrupedal dog bear. <laughs> dog, bear. dog bear. Dog bear. Bear dog. Okay. Having attracted the gardener's attention by growling, the creature thing then climbed the garden wall and ran along the wall on all four before jumping down and chasing the gardener for some time. After terrifying the gardener, the apparition scaled the wall and made its exit. I don't like that I use the word apparition. I should use something, the creature, I guess. Um, to me, that just sounds like a bear, though. Or a cat. Or a, just an animal. Like, yeah. that doesn't sound... Also, Bears aren't fast like that, though. But, but also, I'm sorry, that doesn't sound like all the other stories we've heard. Right. It didn't leap and bound. Wouldn't it have just leaped and bound over the wall and started hopping off in the distance on the rooftops like we've heard of this whole time yeah this one like scaled the wall which i'm imagining is more like rotc climbing up the wall type styling yeah but that was the beginning of spring hill jack getting re-noticed again so in 1840 there was a play called spring hill jack the terror of london by john thomas haynes which showed him as a gang member who attacked women because his own sweetheart betrayed him interesting yeah okay whatever it's a little little stretch yeah the stories of who and what spring hill jack were or was capable of started being told again they said that he could speak english but he had a high-pitched ringing laugh that he would release after scaring his victims he was often compared to a devil or a ghost most of the stories were featuring the idea that jack was dressing in furs to appear like a creature instead of a human so now we have a whole different outfit. We also never heard of anyone reporting the laugh. Yeah. Or even, I mean, I guess we have heard him talking because if he said, like, I'm a police officer, he obviously, he didn't pull a um, 
Marianne from Cupcakes and Crime scenes Ugh. where he just like stared at her and smiled. Mm-mm. Stop the, it. That creeped me the hell out. <laughs> the more Spring Hill Jack's fame grew, the less frequent the reports about him were made, which seems to be the case with a lot of cryptids. Like the more popular the cryptid gets, the less we hear about it, because I think then more people are looking for it, looking out for it. You know, I, it makes sense. In 1843, when a new wave of sightings swept the country, though, that's when attacks on carriage drivers now became common. In July of 1847, the Spring Hill Jack investigation in Teen Mouth, Devon, led to a man named Captain Finch getting arrested. He was, I think that's another thing is you could just be like, he did it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that was a big thing in the Victorian time period. Nope, he did it. You can't do anything bad because then you would be... You have to be nice to everyone. Yeah. Good God. So he was convicted. uh, I would be dead in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Too much of an asshole. Um, He was convicted of assaulting two women while wearing a a skin coat, which looked like a bullock's hide, a skull cap, horns, and a mask. But after that one, the stories of Jack continued. So obviously it was not Captain Finch. He was an attraction at this point, and by 1863, there was another play written about him called Spring-Heeled Jack, The Felon's Wrongs, written by Frederick Hazleton. In 1864 through 1867, a local Penny Dreadful published the newsagent's publishing company called Spring-Heeled Jack, The Terror of London, another one. It was a 48-part Penny Weekly serial that was published, so... Penny Dreadfuls are cheap, popular literature produced in the 19th century in UK. They're also called Penny Horribles, Penny Awfuls, and Penny Bloods. They were sometimes anywhere between 8 to 16 pages, and they were for a penny. They would feature short stories, spooky origins, news, things like that. People would use the stories in them to scare kids into acting better, so essentially like urban legends do. And at that point, how unsolved crimes were happening, they were attributing to Jack because of these Penny Dreadfuls. His name was getting out more, things like that. (sighs) Which also, UK, what is your beef with the fucking name Jack? Like, we got Spring Hill Jack, we got Jack the Ripper, like, we can't all be bad. That is interesting. Um... I thought it was like a play on words. The, like they're both named Jack. Healed Jack. Like a Jack. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like spring like, healed. Yeah. Jack. <laughs> She's acting it out, guys. Again, <laughs> these would be super helpful if you could see us. <laughs> um, but a lot of us know what Penny Dreadfuls are. We've heard them over the years. Did you ever watch the show Penny Dreadful? No. Mm. I, you should. It's not good, but you should watch it. It's like Riverdale. It's not good, but like, it's good. I love Riverdale. <laughs> I hate that good. I love Riverdale. By the way, the three girls from Riverdale, because they're blonde haired brunette and like redhead. They uh-huh. went as the Sanderson sisters, but they did like this kind of sexy one and stuff. They were cute. Actually. They were cute. I love them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Penny Dreadful, there is like play on a lot of this kind of stuff. So there, I think like... Uh, Jack the Ripper's in it and stuff like that. There's a bunch of shit. I think there's vampires and werewolves. I can't really remember. I don't know. I watched it for one reason, one reason only. My favorite book in the entire universe is uh, the like the Dorian Gray books. I like anything that is Dorian Gray. I will talk about Dorian Gray with anyone, anywhere, ever. And I'm really upset because every single movie has ignored everything about the book Dorian Gray when they write it. And this was the closest we ever got was the Penny Dreadful show. So. 
I'll tell you guys more about it someday if you ever want to know. Now, moving on. So Jack attacks. I hate that sentence, but it was the only like thing to say. Jack attacks were flooding everything, like every newspaper, every story, all these penny dreadfuls, all the police officers, everyone's hearing about the Jack attacks. So Alsop and Scales had lived within the city and their stories gained the fastest and most traction because of that, because they were the first ones to like get big reportings. So in the 1870s, there was a thing called the Peckham Ghost and it was reported by a bunch of witnesses. Then there was a thing called the Park Ghost in Sheffield. And then locals realized like they thought the Park Ghost, the Peckham Ghost and Spring Hill Jack were all the same thing, right? But then... Some soldiers claim to have seen Jack and that then became the new most believable witness because we've had all these witnesses. Right. But then like straight up soldiers protecting the country were like we all saw him and it was a group of people like 10 plus. Okay, So this was in 1877. There was an appearance of a red eyed fire breathing demon type creature and it sounded an awful lot like Jack. This was at the Aldershot military base in southwest of London in Hampshire, where the guards were harassed. The story went like this. A sentry on duty at the North Camp peered into the darkness, his attention attracted by a peculiar peculiar figure advancing towards him. The soldier issued a challenge which went unhealed. Peculiar? Unheeded. Unheeded. Peculiar. Peculiar? Peculiar? Peculiar. Not peculiar. Peculiar. Really? I'm like 99% sure. But it's not spelled that way. I'm... Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Peculiar. Peculiar. Okay, you were right. Okay. Um, 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 the soldier issued a challenge which went unheeded and the figure came up beside him and delivered several slaps to his face. A guard shot at him with no visible effect. Some sources claim that the soldier may have fired blanks at him, others that he missed or fired warning shots. The strange figure then disappeared into the surrounding darkness with astonishing bounds. So Kylie resumed. I went on to read the next sentence on the website. In English, it's peculiar. In British, it's pe- God, I said peculiar. that backwards. In English, it's peculiar. In British, it's peculiar. Like when you say it with a British turn. Really? I thought so, they were two different things. Yeah, I guess not. Because I just, that's what it says on there. Huh. So around this time. A strange figure. <laughs> a very strange motherfucking figure <laughs> that jumped off into the night. Right. <laughs> Around the same time, a group of angry townsmen in Lincoln, which is 150 miles north of London, reported to have been attacked and or that they had attacked and shot the Jack creature in the streets. But Jack laughed at their attempts to catch him and then he leaped over a fence and then onto some buildings and got away. That one is leapt. What do you have leapt? Well, like that word is leapt. Well, I saw that was leapt, but leaped sound right in that moment. Leapt sounded weird. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he springed away. <laughs> As he does. <laughs> Around 1888 in Everton, north of Liverpool, 230, <laughs> mm-hmm. 230 
miles outside of London, Jack allegedly appeared on the rooftop of St. Francis Xavier's church in Salisbury Street. Sounds yummy. (laughs) Salisbury. (laughs) Okay. Um, in 1904, there were reports of appearances in nearby William Henry Street of Liverpool. So we're hearing him literally the entire area. Yeah. Now. It was kind of like we kept hearing him all in one area. Now he's just jumping from city to city all across the, the rooftops. The only person of interest who was ever put on the radar of pa- radar, <laughs> the radar of being Jack at this point was a man named the Marquis of Waterford. A.K.A. it's Henry Besserford. Beresford. Beresford. <laughs> Beresford? Beresford. I like that. Beresford. The sixth. <laughs> Henry was a wild and eccentric man who was frequently in the news in the, in the late 1830s for his drunken bawlings. Brawlings? Brawlings. Fights. Rapscallion. Rapscallion. <laughs> <laughs> he also did brutal jokes and vandalism a lot. And... He said that he would do anything for a bet. So keep that up to, you know, up to put a pin in it. I was about to say, should we put a pin in it? Yeah. (laughs) His irregular behavior and his contempt for women earned him the title the Mad Marquis. And it was also known that in London area at the time that he was there when the first incidents took place. Like he was right where the incidents were. So interesting, right? Okay. Peter Haining, a British journalist and anthologist. Oh, my fucking God. You had it right. There's so many big words in such a small paragraph. Yeah. Okay. (sighs) Anthologist suggested that it may have been due to him having bad experiences with women and police officers in the past. However, in 1859, Henry died of a riding accident and the myth of Spring Hill Jack continued. So I guess it wasn't him. Put someone in jail. Continues, wasn't him. <laughs> Each time now. A similar figure known as Perak, the Spring Man of Prague, was reported to have been seen in Czechoslovakia around 1938 to 1945. 1939. Uh, what did I say? 38. <laughs> oh, oops. 1939 to 45. That sounded like I said 49. I said 45. Sorry. By the way, I won a spelling bee by saying Czechoslovakia. Spelling it correctly. Writers such as the Mike Dash talked about the elusiveness and supernatural leaping abilities attributed to Prak and how they bear a close resemblance to those exhibited by Spring Hill Jack. So the stories of Prak provided a useful example of how the traits of Spring Hill Jack have a broad cultural resonance in urban folklore. (sighs) It's very late tonight, guys. I'm blaming (laughs) it all on that. Parak, like Spring Hill Jack, went on to become a folklore hero, though, who actually starred in several animated superhero cartoons in Prague. Interesting. Interesting. So it wasn't. That's my line. <laughs> Don't even try. <laughs> I didn't think you would have done it. <laughs> oh. know, um, hmm. Why didn't we just make Spring Hill Jack a good guy then instead of a villain? Maybe he would have stopped being the villain then. Well, I'm just like confused because there's so many things of like, oh, he, he raped me. I'm like, okay, okay. You didn't see any part of him as a creature in that whole time when he was, <laughs> quote, raping you. 
And also, was he breathing the flames on them? And stuff? Right. Do any of these people even have like burns and stuff like that? Right. There's no or like. Just, I'm just so confused on all of it. All of it. Okay. When Jack the Ripper came about, he was known as the most prolific unidentified killer in London history. I have theories to what Jack the Ripper is, so someday we will cover it. I I've decided I know. I, I've cracked the case. I didn't specifically, but people in the past have. Mm-hmm. It's Spring Hill. No. Jack the Ripper is a series of five men that all were hanging out that had this idea on how to get away with it. And then they offed each other because... Um, they started blabbing and they were afraid of getting caught. And then I think in the end, it was only probably one or two ringleaders. And I think then they left because the heat was too hot. And I think it was multiple people since there's a few like inconsistencies in some random spots. And I think those were the ones they killed off because they were like, you fucking dumbass. You didn't do it right. We'll just kill you off next. I've decided that's what Jack the Ripper is. It's a group of men. I like how you're like, we'll cover it. And then you just continued to say your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll remind you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So at that time, he was attributed the name Jack as well. So this led a lot of people to wondering if there was a tie between Jack the Ripper and Spring Hill Jack. Um, That's that's really all there is to it. People, some people say there definitely is. Some people say there definitely isn't. Many people say that due to the common nature of it being an unknown terror and that the murders happen in the same general area as Spring Hill Jack, that Jack the Ripper and Spring Hill Jack could have been intertwined somehow. But I mean, they are quite a bit of years apart and stuff like that. But Jack the Ripper did visit many impoverished areas to deal with his criminal killings. And around 1888, he was given the name after a letter was sent to the press at the time with the signature Jack the Ripper. So that's why we believe that he was named Jack. Many London citizens speculated it was a credit to Spring Hill Jack, though, because then he could take credit for the unsolved crimes of many years before. But if you really dive into Jack the Ripper lore, you'll realize that Jack the Ripper is more than likely one person and not an evil implore creature that jumps over buildings. That breathes blue fire and rapes yeah. girls. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they're the same person. Who knows? Maybe he got more um, like uh, up to his ante. <laughs> right. Yeah. He said, oh, I can't breathe flames anymore. I guess oh, I have to murder. no, I can't. Am I lost my magic? <laughs> so the urban legend built around Spring Hill Jack influenced much of Victorian life. And essentially, he became the Victorian boogeyman. Like, that's what he was. He was a story that was to scare children into telling them that if they weren't good, Spring Hill Jack could leap up, peer at you through your bedroom window at night and get you. That's creepy. Then Spring Hill Jack was considered to be a phantom attacker. And phantom attackers appear to be human, but they have extraordinary abilities and are never caught by the police. Their attacks are commonly witnessed by several people, but the creature's existence can never be confirmed. And that is what they still attribute him to pretty much now. Hmm. (laughs) So is that that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's all, folks. (laughs) Yep. Um... (laughs) I really was hoping that I would have a joke there, like, and that's the jack of it all, or like, I, he was the jack of all trades. Like, I, like, I just couldn't think of You're anything. Close. Yeah, hmm, Jack. He was. That was a jacked up story, if you will. No, I don't like that one either. Are um, do you will? Um, 
No, I don't got one. I don't have one. When you say Jack like that, I think of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Do I really say it really elongated? Jack. Lot? Well, that's what you said just now. Oh. It made me think of Jack Sparrow. Okay. Let's name everyone we can think of named Jack. That's famous. Okay. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Do we have any other Jacks? I keep saying Jake Gyllenhaal in my head. I'm like, no. Jack and Jill went up the hill. <laughs> the nursery rhyme? <laughs> wow. Jack Skeleton. Jack Skellington. Did you call him Skeleton? I said the Skeleton. Oh, okay. Jack Skellington. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jack in the Box, the food. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look up famous Jacks. Yikes. That's actually interesting that we can't think of anything. Hmm. Jack McBrayer. I don't know them. He's an American actor that's in 30 Rock, Wreck-It Ralph, other stuff. He kind of has a weird face. He's also in Despicable Me, Jack Nicholson, um, Jack Ching, Jack Potnick, Jack Quaid, Jack Charles. I don't know any of these men. I don't either. Jack Black! Oh, yeah. Okay. I know him. I got really excited. Sorry. Um, okay. We knew we know one. One real person. Jackson Brown. That's not Jack. That's, I mean, he could be. Um, we don't know. Hmm. Wow, Jack is a weird name. Is Jack short for anything? Jackathy. Well, it can be Jackson. Jackson. That you just said. But normally it's not. Normally people are named Jack. <laughs> You're on something tonight. I said Jackathy. Yes, you did. Yes, uh, you I did. I know someone named Jackson. One of Damon's close friends is named Jackson. Stringer. Oh, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me think of um, old days when I watched cartoons. Why did you watch a cartoon with the name Jack? No, like that's all, folks. Oh, that's all, folks. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can mm -hmm. you do that again? <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. All right, Kylie, tell him. So, <laughs> no, first of all, absolutely not. Two thumbs down. I do not believe. Oh, yeah. Do you believe? No. <laughs> hmm. I believe that something was terrorizing them. Yeah. But I do not believe. I think it was the good old boys being in dicks. Yeah. I believe people were playing some serious, serious tricks like involving science <laughs> i'm wondering what they did to make the fake flames though because you can't yeah. be too crafty back then that's what i said like involving some serious i'm wondering science. if they just even did something as stupid as like they had ale in their mouth and they spit in front of a fire and it looked like breathing fire and the woman was so terrorized she's but like yes that's what i don't know the ale is fucking blue then i don't know I mean, that's but also, make blue flame. this is really stupid but how would you just make blue things in that time frame yeah, like it just doesn't. There's a lot of 
It just doesn't make sense. Like, wouldn't it really you make doesn't. blue things from blue, like, flowers? Like, I guess. It's not very logical. If I had to go toe-to-toe on, like, things we've covered before, I think uh, the Jersey Devil would kick Spring Hill Jack's ass. Yeah. Because Spring Hill Jack's not real and the Jersey Devil is. Oh, yeah? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Feeling feisty tonight. I just feel like there's so many different, like, in- inconsistencies. And then you also have, like, the guy that was, like, it looked like, a bear type thing. Yeah. And then we have all of a sudden different variations of what it could look well, like. Well, none of the women went into detail about how they were raped. Which, which it could I have, have just many been questions. at the time. Or maybe the newspapers didn't want to cover that. So maybe. that is one thing. We don't know maybe what the newspapers did or didn't want to cover. And since it was or like, like omitted then, because yeah. of... Because all those women were younger also. Yeah. But then again, also, they didn't care about shit back then. They especially didn't care about women. Yeah, I don't know. Something, but what up. if something? Okay, off. wait. Okay, wait, wait. But here's something that could have been the thing. The woman was raped and things like that. It was super traumatizing. But then the dad still has to sell the, the daughter off so that, you know, he can like have the dowry and stuff like that in a sense. So maybe he's like, please don't put the severity of it or what actually happened. Maybe the fathers are trying to tone it down because they're like, I don't want my daughter to look like damaged goods. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It could have been like an underlying thing like that. That sounded super sexist, everything I just said, but it makes sense for back then, not for today, obviously. No, no, no. Right. So. Well, and also there would have had to been more evidence and things to just put people in jail. I guess. Or take them out of jail. Yeah, that's, I guess, more. <laughs> they I love should say take them out of jail. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no, I, I, guys, hey. guess what? I, I can't breathe blue fire. Man so said he couldn't breathe really fire. It really isn't me. Do you think in the court they would have been like, can you, can you try, sir? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not flames. It's some warm breath, sir, but it is not flames. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like over there, like breathing in the corner. And everyone's like, sir, my client cannot breathe flames, <laughs> let alone blue ones. Blue flames? <laughs> no, not my client, your sir. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. I don't believe it. Nope. Two thumbs down. Two thumbs down. Sorry, Springy. Do y'all believe it? I don't. Do y'all believe that Why? bears are four-legged or two-legged? <laughs> That's the more important question of the day. <laughs> no, I need to know why. If if you believe it, I need to know why. Oh, and Spring Hill Jack. I'm going to post on the Instagram a story where it's going to be a poll. Do bears have two arms and two legs or four legs? By the way, this is a real thing, guys. Or I two really legs and know. two arms. I said that. I said it backwards, though. Oh. They have two arms and two legs or four legs. Oh. Yes. I, yeah. I think it's both. Well, I don't want it to be. Well, you're going to have to give the option of both. Because I don't. I think it's both. <laughs> no, because that defeats the purpose of which one you think no! it is. <laughs> because it's both. <laughs> so, Athena. Oh. It's November. No, not November. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it no shave November? Is that what it is? I yeah. thought it was, is it? I thought it was no nut November. I'm pretty sure. 
I think it's either. I think Maybe. there's two different things. Oh, it's both like the bears. <laughs> did you, you see how it? angry I looked right now? Yeah, there? yeah, you did. You uh you gave me I a didn't like that. Gave me a look that could kill. Um, anyway, so November is the time of time of thinking of all the things that you're thankful for. I'm thankful for this podcast and everyone that listens to it. I am also thankful for that. But we want to say thank you by doing a, a what? Uh um a giveaway. Two bears and two feet giveaway. Bitch. You're supposed to say a giveaway. A giveaway. <laughs> I just really want to know what the A giveaway. No. A giveaway. No. No. A giveaway. A giveaway. <laughs> a giveaway. I'll do Kylie's part for her. <laughs> so guys, we're doing a giveaway. It's gonna be at the end of this month because we're thankful. We want to be thankful for Thanksgiving and we want to give you things. So we're doing a giveaway. Um we haven't quite decided on how we're going to do this because we now have a Facebook and an Instagram. So I believe the idea is that if you are following the Instagram, um, you will need to like the post, uh, tag people. The more people you tag, the more entries you get, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then same as the Facebook. Anybody that you tag, though, um, because I believe you wouldn't be able to tag someone on Facebook. I'm not positive. It's new. I'm sorry. Um, you might just need to share it, like share the Facebook with your friends, and they would need to become a member of our group. Um, but if you're doing both, you're definitely going to get extra entries. So we haven't quite figured out how we're going to do that, but we're well, going to post on each and when media. we when we post the post, it'll have the rules, which will make it easier. Right. And we'll remind you guys like we like doing in the episodes about the things and stuff. And it'll be cool and great. And yeah. And and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just really excited because I don't. Oh, this I almost said it's going to sound mean. I'm going to say it, though. I really just don't want anyone to win because I really like the gifts and I want to keep them myself. <laughs> but that, alas, is not how it works out. And I'm a greedy bitch. <laughs> what great name I um, one of the One of the big parts of this one is there is some of the best candles I've ever smelled in my life in this giveaway. Which is kind of saying something because we own a lot of candles. A lot of candles. Like a lot of candles. Uh, so many candles. We love candles here. Smell. Like smelly smells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you randomly were just like smell. <laughs> um, yeah, there's uh some candles. We will talk about what all the prizes are in the post, but we're right now keeping you on your toes, on your spring hill jacking toes. <laughs> By the time you hear this episode, the post might already be posted, so maybe this is late news, but you know, yeah, whatever. It's whatever, right? <laughs> like, yeah. guys, we have been so freaking busy with our extravaganza episode. I hope you were able to check that one out because it was amazing. Huge shout out to Taylor for editing that for us. Um, and huge shout out to everyone that is in that and yes. Damon for setting some time aside to help with it and stuff. Honestly, between Taylor and Damon, that episode is what it is. Yeah. I mean, screw us being in the episode. They could have done it themselves. <laughs> yeah, yep, probably. <laughs> no, we we love that everyone got to hear all these other things. And like, 
discover new podcasts. It was just so fun to do. And it was great getting to work with and everyone because we was, love all those people. Yes. And I was genuinely scared that night. Like I was <laughs> when I told you that I was not putting my feet on the ground and that I didn't want to go to bed. I was actually scared of the dark that night. So if you haven't listened to it, definitely listen to it. It is creepy as fuck. It's kind of just like a big, long, like hanging out at the campfire with your friends type vibe. Yeah. Telling scary stories and shit. So. And it is not the only one. No. We, we already got the other one in the works. We've already had requests for it and we've yep. already had people ask if they can be on it. So we're very excited. We're going to have some other podcasts and we're going to have some, maybe some friends and some, some peoples, maybe you. Yeah. The person listening. Reach out. That hears us right now. Let us, let us with know. With your earballs. <laughs> your earballs. Yeah. All right, it's late. So <laughs> thank you guys, rambling. everyone, so much that's part of this that helps make this dream come alive, if you will. You guys make this what it is for us to be able to do this. Kylie and I couldn't do this alone. Again, thank you to Damon Vakoski for creating our theme song and for being our super awesome 80s DJ host man with the most. Host with the most. Hostess with the mostest. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's our boy D-Dog, Damon Bukowski. I'll never call him that again. Sorry, guys. Also, thank you so much, Taylor, for editing our episode. We had some original artwork in the past from Taylor that we can definitely show show you guys if you ever want to know more about Taylor's artwork. It is super easy to find. It is on Lab Monkey Creative on Instagram. He is super beyond talented in so many more ways than I could even begin to describe here, guys. He can do animations. He can do podcast editing. He can do artwork. He can do it all. Also, he's got some pretty ass fucking poems. The man can do it all. You think I'm kidding, but I'm not. For real, though. Man's super talented. Speaking of talent, the late, great, amazing, awesome man he is. Editing by Corey with Corey.media.photography on Instagram. Also, our Halloween photo shoots and our newest headshots are from him. He had a bunch of really cool um, Halloween photo shoots this year. My personal favorite was he did some locals in our area and it was a super cute. They were a new married couple and he did a uh, Halloween photo shoot with them. It was like a Jason Voorhees, like camp counselor style. Mm -hmm. Super spectacular. It was fucking awesome. They look incredible. It's not even all the photos. I'm so excited. For it's so good. And he's starting to post about them on his Instagram and on his blog and stuff. So sometime we'll. I can't remember everything's names off the top of my head, I think. Uh, but we'll 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 throw those out next week and we'll also let you guys know more of what Corey's happening and outside of the podcast world because he's doing a lot too. So normally I would tell you to not forget to follow the Instagram, which is at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. But we are also on Facebook now is, is official. So you can slide on into those DMs as well. Thank you guys for any Apple podcast reviews and ratings or Spotify ratings. It always helps us. It gets our name out there and it just shares everything that we're doing right and lets us know what you guys like about us. So thank you, everyone that does that. We'll always give you a shout out and we will always post it on the gram. Remember to subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us, and remember to join the conversation where we're going to see you next Tuesday for the next episode. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.